So today we're gonna talk about <laughs> We're gonna talk about <laughs> Wait, hold on. I just said the word No, no, really just sales. I know I know what you're thinking uh, Sales if you're like me makes you feel a little bit odd and so today I'm gonna talk about the maybe the taboo subject matter of sales Hey guys, my name is Kenny Morgan and I am the host of the Relationship Business Podcast. I think we are rolling into the 16th or 17th podcast, which is is crazy. I feel like we just started, but here we are, number 16, sweet 16. Uh, and I'm, I'm uh, really excited about what we're going to talk about today. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Again, this is a family, um, so know that we're always here to um, be, be a support, uh, be a friend, um, just talk things through. So I think there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me. So if I can ever be of support in any way, please let me know. Um, but today we're going to talk about sales. If you're like me, it makes you feel a little bit odd. You know, if you're someone that got into the business, I'm a creative guy. You may be an engineer, you may be an entrepreneur and have a great idea. But when you thought about uh, growing this business, there's a lot of us that just didn't realize that we would also be uh, in sales. But sales doesn't have to be this way. Sales doesn't have to be that thing that you fear or avoid or you put on the back burner because truth is you can't put sales on the back burner. But I'm going to walk you through a way that not only changed my life, but um, brought me into sales in a way that matched my personality, matched my character, and has been such a blessing for our company. And I hope it will be for you as well. But before I bring you to the present, I have to take you a little bit through my past. So while I wasn't unconfident as a child, there was a lot of areas that I um, felt very uncomfortable with. I would uh, naturally say that I lean more towards the introvert, though as being a business owner has naturally pulled me more towards the extrovert uh, side of the spectrum. But you know, I go back to even moments as a child where I saw uh, a little bit of lack of, um, and maybe not enthusiasm, but just a lack of. Um, confidence and boldness and uh i remember uh like early on my my dad was always super confident so we would go to like sports games and i remember um, i was a big michael jordan fan so never got the chance to actually see him play for the bulls but in between his his first retirement and his return to the nba michael jordan played for the birmingham barons and actually came to chattanooga to play against our home team the chattanooga lookouts and so my dad and I got tickets. We were super pumped, and um, we stood on the sideline. So the the third base line where uh, this old stadium used to be uh, was like this uh, open area where you could stand and you know eat eat your food and just watch the game. And so I think it might have been Michael Jordan's like third uh, at bat, and he hits a foul ball like right on the third base line in the dirt. So this is something normally the umpire would just like take and put in his little bag on the side. But my dad um, tells me to jump over the fence during a live baseball game. And I'm thinking <laughs> as a kid, I'm like, you're crazy. Uh, definitely don't have any comments for that. But I remember um, my dad actually picking me up as a child and throwing me on the field and <laughs> tells me to grab the ball, pulls me back over, and then the ump runs over to us and 
is pretty pretty ticked off and it was just like don't ever do that again if you do that again i'll throw you out i took the ball back and uh it was just kind of an awkward situation but after the game um that ump actually came and found us and gave us the ball so to this day i still have a, a michael jordan foul ball but there's moments like this it, for, for whatever reason was that a lot of sporting events but um a lot of moments where you know i was my dad was i think was giving me opportunities to uh test test my boldness and um and probably throw me on the fence over the fence was probably not the best <laughs> the best move but uh i remember other times like we went to other baseball games and he would said you know that the guy just cracked a bat maybe you go down there and ask him for the bat and i never really had the confidence to do that and then i think one time and this probably burned me for the rest of my life but one time we went to an nba exhibition game and i finally mustered up the confidence so there were some players that after the game were taking off their shoes and autographing them and passing them out to people and so like i'm i'm like i'm gonna get one of those shoes so i go down i'm waiting in line i think by the time i get there all the shoes were gone and so my dad who's like the little <laughs> devil on my shoulder just agging me on just says why don't you get why don't you ask him for his socks <laughs> and uh the socks i mean they had the nba logo on there but like who wants to give away their nasty socks after they just play the game <laughs> and so i uh i you know sweet little boy like approached this basketball player and I was like, I finally had the confidence of all these years. And I was like, could, could I have your, uh, could I have your socks? And the guy like looked at me and laughed. <laughs> he was like, I'm not giving you my socks. <laughs> and so that, I think that probably thanks dad. Thanks a lot. But, uh, I think that uh, probably didn't help, um, my confidence, at least at sporting events. But I remember just kind of navigating through, uh, my career um, and just, again, felt like I had a gift in certain areas, like creative and uh, I loved people. I loved relationships, but the, the confidence level was, was really low. I wouldn't say like low self-esteem, but just not a lot of boldness. And, um, I remember my first or second, uh, design job. Um, I became, uh, a, uh, a self-taught graphic designer. Um, I honestly felt like most of us do at times felt like a bit of a, um, a fraud or um, imp having the imposter syndrome and and just really hadn't been in the in the space long enough to know how to operate but I, I was given the opportunity to create a logo and we had just hired a creative director from New York City and uh, was super intimidating very very boisterous very vocal and you know me being a young pup just out of college uh, I, I just I, I felt very uh, under underprepared to go have a presentation with with our new creative director but I, I approached my creative director and i brought this artwork that i had created and i just kind of walked in with my head down and like super bashful and just kind of slid the the paper across his desk and he just looked at me like i had just you know said something bad about his family or something and he's like i won't i won't relay the actual words uh those would actually take some bleeps um but he was just like, what are you doing? He's like, get that off my desk, get out of my office and don't ever do that again. And before I could actually leave, he he walks me through what I did. And he was just like, don't ever walk into a presentation or ever walk into um, a scenario without sharing the story behind what you did. And that was a really hard moment for me because uh, I'm a, if you know me well, I'm very much uh, anti-confrontation. I would prefer just to avoid things than actually deal with things head on. And and so my feelings were hurt. 
Um, but it took a few days for it to really sink in a few months. And I referenced that story a lot of times for being a really a pivotal moment for my life and just gaining some confidence and also just knowing like how powerful storytelling is because, you know, the things that we do are really special and, um, maybe sometimes things don't always have super deep meaning, but one, it was a, it was some guidance on make sure that everything that you do has a purpose and two, you make sure that people know what time you invested into it and why you did what you did. Maybe they still reject it. Maybe they still don't see the value or see the perspective that you have, but, but make sure that they know that this is why you did what you did. And so he actually like loved on me, um, in a big way. Uh, we, his, uh, New York, uh, rough edges kind of softened a little bit. I was actually going through a bit of a, a challenging season. My parents had gone through a divorce and, and, um, he pulled me in. His parents had gone through a divorce when he was a child and, and really just kind of uh, took me under his wing. And, and, um, you know, I was really blessed by that conversation about that leadership because he started to instill in confidence in me, but also still do it in a way that can remain humble. Um, and then kind of fast forwarding to, my last job in the corporate space, um, I was, uh, I think I put in my two weeks notice and I was about to move over to a, a freelance position, which ultimately would lead to our company starting uh, six years ago. And I asked uh, my soon to be last uh, corporate boss, just, you know, like what wisdom would he give me? And uh, it, it wasn't what I expected. And he just said, Kenny, like you're a really great guy. Uh, and you're very talented. And, and when people really get to know who you are, um, it's, it's like gold, it's, it's, uh, it's real and it's special and you are a special person. But the one thing that I can tell you about you is it, it takes you a while to really, um, kind of pull back, uh, the leaves, pull back, um, kind of the brush to reveal the flower inside. And, you know, that was some you know, wisdom that I, I just never expected to receive. And I think what he was telling me was that, you know, you have something really special, but your lack of confidence and your lack of openness is preventing people from seeing the real Kenny. And that was another time in life when it just really started to sit in my heart. Like, you know, I've, I've been given these gifts and I've been given this love for people, but if I never show that, if I never open up to reveal that side of me, then nobody will really receive that. I get to get a chance to be a part of that. And so I think, really what he shared was the beginnings uh, or the the seeds planted uh, in my heart to, you know, how do I approach business? How do I, um, you know, take this wisdom that he's given me and begin to show who I am more frequently and more, more often and, and a lot faster. And so I, uh, you know, I became a freelancer um, shortly after I make, meet my now wife, Rachel, and uh, we're starting a business. Uh, just a reminder, we, we did this uh, just to love on people better, to be uh, good listeners and just be a, a source for good in the creative space. And um, I think I was, you know, a bit naive to just all the things that it would take to run a successful business. So, you know, I had been in the creative space at that point for 11 plus years uh, I knew the ins and out of creative, not everything, but I knew a lot of, of how to, to build a project, how to talk to people, how to, you know, capture a vision and, and bring that all the way through execution to the end of the project. But, um, sales was definitely not an area that, um, I knew much about. I mean, honestly, our, our sales approach at the very beginning of our company was just going and, and trying to, uh, 
Google as many companies as we can. I mean, now there's actually, even probably back then there was software that actually would give you this data, but my wife would um, be on the other desk in our master bedroom and just being going through like Chattanooga, going through Atlanta, going through Nashville and, you know, just highlighting people and organizations that we may want to do business with. And I think even one time we were going on a trip and we just, she with a pen and paper just wrote down like every trucking company that we passed. So we had like a list of like 130 different truck lines. And I think from one of those calls actually got our, one of our first clients. So, you know, we just, we were kind of uh, unsure of the sales process. Again, I think a lack of confidence and just um, experience in this world, you know, is, is brand new territory for us. So um, I remember early on um, just, in full transparency, just saying a prayer and just asking God, like, what is the sales strategy? And, and, uh, he orchestrated a really, a really cool situation. I ran into a guy actually at Lowe's, uh, shortly after this prayer. And he said, you know, I, I saw an article where you and your wife just launched a creative agency and I own a printing company, but for years people have been offering, you know, branding and, uh, video and, um, just creative services. And we've been having to tell them we don't do that. And so what, what would it look like if we actually formed a partnership? And I was just like, yes, we are going to form a partnership. This is, we're all in on that. And ended up being such a sweet, sweet, uh, season for us. And, um, it really carried us for a couple of years. And then like most people, we, we faced, uh, the, the season of a uh, global pandemic. Um, and in a lot of ways we grew, but, really just, you know, being in business for three or four years, you know, we had still no sales strategy. And, uh, for those that have been small business owners, those that currently are, uh, you know, that there's a tremendous amount of weight on the shoulders of the leaders and really all, all the team members there's, you know, you, you wear all the hats and it's, it's, a it's a real thing. You are the accountant, you are the director, you're the HR rep, you are, um, sometimes the creative director you're everything and it's it's hard to um one to even figure out what your sales strategy is but to just manage all the things and also have a life with your family it it can be a lot but um i remember uh just hitting a, a spot in my life where um i felt very lost i felt very lonely and just unsure how to proceed forward almost to the place where I just wasn't sure if, if I was cut out to be a business owner, if I was cut out to be the leader of, of a great creative team. And, you know, it, it's, it's hard because, you know, on one end you see the fruits, you see the growth in the company, but when you see the, the back end, uh, the, the ledger and, and how, how much money comes in and how much money comes out, it can, it can be very hard. And then you have a family to take care of. You have, uh, these other families. So every, every employee that's represented also is a family that, that you're, you're protecting and you're serving. And, and so it just began to feel very heavy, um, a heavy burden to bear. And someone, um, actually invited me. I think it was really divine intervention, but invited me to go through a coaching program and, they called me up and said, Hey, I'm, I'm actually going to coaching, uh, doing a coaching program at Georgetown university and I have to, uh, coach, uh, three people for like three or four months. Would you be willing to be one of my coachees? And I think I later learned that it was like me, this like <laughs> guy from Saudi Daisy, Tennessee. Um, and then it was like some, 
some big priests and then somebody else that was a lot cooler than than I was. So I went through this coaching program. Honestly, I knew very little about coaching. Um, and I began to see just how powerful it was. So for those that may or may not know what coaching is, uh, the best way I can describe it, it's kind of like counseling, but instead of just pouring out your heart and then letting the counselor kind of give you some wisdom on what to do, uh, it's more of you pouring out your heart in a specific area. And then the coach basically asks questions back to you and gives basically you the opportunity to walk through the problems yourself. And so you could share all these things that you're having problems with. And the coach might say, well, like, how would you go about making this situation better? And, um, what are you going to do to take a first step? So it's, it was a really cool, almost like, uh, um, I liken it to like Jedi mind tricks <laughs> where it's like you lay all these things and it's like, you will improve your life. Um, but you know, I went through this, I think we, we met every week. Um, and I remember, um, multiple times when every, every session I would have was just like really life changing. I remember one that where my coach kind of paused the camera and was just like, Hey, I feel like I just need to tell you, you just need to find some rest. And that was the first time I realized just like how depleted I was from a rest standpoint. He's like, you just need to find some time to get away and just rest. And that was a game changer for me. But really the the time that I really want to talk about, since this is really all focused on sales, was a time when he we really got into just what is my purpose, what is my calling. And and you know, I just kind of laid out all the things like, look, I um I believe that God wanted me here to start this company. I believe that he opened the doors and for some reason, we've been able to sustain it for, I think at this point, it was about five years in and we survived or at least come halfway through a global pandemic, but I, I am depleted. I'm still lacking rest and um, the really the financial ability to support this long term. And I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Uh, it's not that I don't enjoy it. I don't love it, but I, I, I feel very underprepared for this, this journey called business, uh, and business ownership. Um, and it's not all that I thought it would be. And, and I just told him, like I said, we've got to, you know, I've been trying to like, let go of some of these hats and hire people. And I've been trying to step out and do these new things, but I'm really struggling. And, um, you know, I believe that I'm supposed to I feel called to move over into business development sales. But when I just think about that word, I, you know, I cringe. I, I have a pit in my stomach. When I go into a meeting to talk to new people, I feel nervous and I feel anxiety. I feel anxious. And, uh, I don't, I don't know how to make this my own. And I'll never forget the question that he asked me. And this one question, it changed my life really in a big way. And he said, well, why do you, why do you love doing what you do? And for the next five minutes, I just shared my heart. I just shared my passion and I was vulnerable and shared all the things that I love about our business, that we get to build relationships, that we get to love on people that yes, we're all about creative and video and telling these stories that, that connect audiences with these companies and these products. But really it's about the relationships that were, that are formed. And it's about that connection that we help companies make with other people. It's like a beautiful thing. And so when I got done, just kind of spilling all my guts out in these five minutes he just had a smile on his face and he said that is sales that sells you just share your heart 
you share your passion. I'm like, whoa, 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 what do you mean that sells? Like, what about, what about pricing? What about, he's like, yeah, all that, that all works into it. But if you can just share your heart with people, if you can just open up who you are and do exactly what you just did, it will, it will be a blessing for you and your company will grow like never before. And, and it, it really took me back to that conversation with the corporate, uh, my last corporate boss was, you know, Kenny, the sooner that you can, you know, pull back the branches, the sooner you can pull back the weeds and just be you and just share your heart, people will see the person that you really are. And so it's like, oh, it's amazing how life just kind of comes full, full circle. And, um, and yeah, and that, that day really changed the course of my life. So after coming out of this coaching session, I start to wonder like, well, how do I actually apply this to my business? And I think for a good, you know, three or four months, it's, it's, I, I kind of fall into this pattern where like, I feel a calling, I feel uh, a nudge to do something, but I always just kind of tread water and, and I wait until it's like, I'm like gasping for air before I actually make the move. I don't know if you guys are like that in any way, but I think I kind of dabbled in this, but really, um, I guess even just a good, uh, four or five months ago that I actually like took this wisdom and actually applied it where I, you know, once had all these different hats that I wore all these different roles and responsibilities that I had, but really just kind of came to the point and took his wisdom. Like if I don't, if I don't make this change, we are going to suffer. We are going to start to go the wrong direction. And so, um, one thing that I can tell you is when I actually did like go fully in on this, it's been a game changer for our company. And I'm going to walk you through just uh, a few things and how you can take this wisdom that I got and apply it to your business in a way that matches your character. But just uh, kind of um, some validity and some uh, proof in the pudding is when I actually applied this um, to our company, it was not even a month, but the very next month after going all in on this belief and this style that was really custom tailored for who I am, um, we hit uh, the best uh, month that we had in the history of the company. And so I think we are just getting started. And I think that this sales process is just kind of evolving and there'll be more to come. But I do think that uh, these things that we'll walk through together, if you can apply them to your business or your organization or your e-commerce business or your leadership style, um, wherever you're at, that I believe that you'll see amazing results. So some of you may be wondering, how do I take this principle? How do I take this wisdom and this experience that you had and apply it to my business? And what I've done is really taken the word sales and make it an acrostic. And we can walk through um, five different ways that I have approached sales in my own way. And I think that you can look at it um, based on your character, based on your personality, because some of you guys may be very extroverted. You may be very uh, boisterous, spontaneous, bold, and I'm sure it's working really well for you. So this is not um, something that necessarily needs to ra like radically change your approach. And, and I'd also say too, like to stop comparing yourself to other people. We do that so much, whether it's on social media and general life, but just because one sales process or one style works for another company um, doesn't mean that has to be what you do. And I think sometimes we get in a bad place when we look at the success of another company and think, well, why am I not there? Why am I not doing that? And of course, I think it's a, a reminder on, on what the potential is, but you know, you you are in this space for a reason. You have your own identity for a reason. So I just encourage you really through all of this is is just like uh, my coach worked through me is, is 
why are you passionate about this? Why are you doing what you do? And I think if you can really just search deep within your heart and share that with people, you'll be amazed to see um, how it changes not only your life, but your business and the people that you surround yourself with. And so we're going to start off with the first letter in sales S and this one is smile. I know that seems so simple, but uh, a smiling face goes such a long way. So whenever I jump on a video call, whenever I have that first interaction, I like to be positive. And I think some of us think that we are uh, happy all the time. I think you'd be surprised at how many times you get on and uh, you just kind of have a blank face, uh, especially if you're living in fear or if you're living in nervousness. And and I, I don't think I have a recipe for how do you shed that because even today there's still times when I get on and have um, nerves and I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, intimidated by the conversation, but there just became a point after that coaching session where I said, you know what, like it is what it is. Like if I get this great, if not, um, it's okay. Like there's more opportunity out there. And the sooner I just said, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to love on these people no matter what. And if they don't go with, with us, that's great. I'm still going to love on them. So smiling face is huge. Um, so just make sure that when you approach people face to face, when you, um, talk to them over a video call, um, make sure that you have a smile on your face. So a little bonus tip on the smile category is when the global pandemic hit, it pretty much eliminated the ability to have face-to-face -face conversations. And I, I tend to believe that meeting someone face-to-face -face when it comes to sales, like that's always the best case scenario, but we now live in a world where that's very rare. Um, we still get maybe 15, 20% opportunity to actually meet with people face-to-face -face now, but there's still a good majority, especially too, if you're, if you're pitching to companies all across the, the world or the States or wherever it may be. And if you have the ability and you, and there's really some great options, but if you have the ability to invest in a decent camera, um, and even just one light, you'd be amazed at like how much that changes the quality of the interaction. So what my goal was is like, you know what, maybe I won't have the ability to have these face-to-face -face interactions, but I'm going to make it feel like they are sitting right in our office, having a face-to-face -face conversation. So when it comes to, um, the smile word, you know, it's, it gives them an ability to see your countenance because we, we still live very much in a world of first impressions. And it's not about like how pretty you are or how, how well you look Because people know me. I'm, I'm, I've got a uh, dad bod if, if anybody does, <laughs> but they can see a smile on your face. It, it's just a, almost a peek into who you are, uh, and who you're uh, all about and, and what your heart is. So, that's, that's a little word of wisdom that you can do just to up your game a little bit, have those face-to-face -face conversations and just greet them with a smile. Uh, the second letter, A, um, be authentic. That's one thing that I think a lot of us struggle with. It's, it's, I think we feel like that our authentic self isn't good enough. And I'll be the first one to say that I struggle with this a lot. I felt like that I was an imposter. I felt like that, you know, that, um, you know, we have these things too, like, uh, I'm not a great speaker. Nobody really cares about what I say. Um, and, and we, the more that we do this, the more we throw on these, these negative thoughts, uh, it basically puts us into a shell. And so when we do get to speak with people, they're not really getting the authentic person that is behind the camera or behind the handshake or behind the, the phone call. And so I would just encourage you to, to learn to be authentic. And, uh, it, it does come with, 
some risk. You are putting yourself out there. But I found the more that I've learned just to be myself, just to be who I was created to be, that people, they loved it. And it wasn't because I'm just some sensational guy. Um, it's because they just got to see me and they got to see, you know, my humor, my humor, uh, sometimes it's horrible. I have, I'm, I'm the worst at dad jokes and puns and some people roll their eyes, but they get to see the real me. They get to see my heart. They get to hear my Southern draw. Um, they get every bit of me. And I think people love that. And so the more that you can be you and the sooner that you can be you, I guarantee it's going to not only change the game, but you're going to feel great because you're just being who you were made to be. L, um, the L in sales, uh, the big one is listen. Uh, just listen. I, I think I talked about this in the last episode, but you know, my grandfather is one of the greatest uh, um, examples of listening where he just sits and listens and waits and, and only speaks when he's actually has something valuable to offer. And I think far too often... I'm I'm guilty as as anybody is of just being too quick to speak, and I think in the sales process we've actually got to lead by listening. So go into a conversation. It's okay to introduce yourself. It's okay to talk about your company, but the real big reason why you're there is to actually serve them. And so you need to ask them the questions like, "What are your goals? Who are you? Who are you? Like, what what is your heart? What what things do you like to do? What is your your vision for this company?" Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do? But actually listen. I think a lot of agencies and companies in in my industry for years have been, you know, uh, very um, quick to speak and very quick to say, well, we know how to take you forward. And, and the case may be true, but I think that um, we, we, as a company, we really view ourselves as story finders, not so much storytellers. We believe that the story is already there and it's just our job to extract it out. So I would just encourage you in, in addition to, to, to reading people with a smile and, um, to being authentic, um, just take some time to listen. And I think it's amazing how these things are really good at sales, but if you start applying them to your other relationships, like with, if you're married with your spouse, with your children, with people in the community, uh, even yourself, when's the last time you just listened to to like what's going on in your mind? When's the last time you just got out and just had some time to think? So these are all things that will really radically change your sales process, but will also change your life as well. So E, um, echo, you're probably like, what in the world does echo mean? And, you know, I debated on whether using this word or not, but um, it's one thing to listen, but it's another thing to um, confirm that you listen. So I have this belief and I, I think it's true. <laughs> um, but I, I have this belief that almost everybody on the planet, you know, d desires to be heard, desires to be seen, desires to be loved and welcomed in and, and just seen as valuable. I think that's, that's like the one, one of the few things that's like every human being desires that. And, um, I think, one way to validate that you listened, one way to validate that you care is to echo back what you actually learned. Um, I remember even in the coaching process, I would have opportunities to speak for 10, 15 minutes at a time. And my coach would come back and say, well, let me, let me just repeat what I heard. I heard that, that you were struggling in this department. And I heard that, you know, this happened to you the other day. And, you know, the, the, the feelings that came from that is like, he actually listened to me. Um, and I remember even just like going back to like my, my, my relationship with my wife, when, when I hear her 
um, talk about things that I had spoken to uh, or spoken about. Um, and it meant a lot to me. And so I think when you can um, come back and echo what someone has said, it, it, it confirms that you actually care and that you actually listen. And I think this is a big one in the sales process. And last but not least, um, serve. Uh, learn to serve, be, be servant minded. And I think where you can really push the boundaries is even if you don't get the job, learn to serve. I think so many people, of course we're limited in time, but so many people it's like, you know, it's either we all, if we win, we're great. We're going to continue that relationship. But a lot of us, you know, it's like, well, if we lose, you know, we take it personally or we're just like, well, whatever, I'm just going to move on. Like forget them. But that's not, that's just not an attitude that will be successful. And that's just really not an attitude we should have in life. Like these are people that have given us their time. Um, these, a lot of these people are great people. And I think the more that we can learn to serve, whether we get the job or we don't, uh, the more fruitful those relationships will be. I, I know that I can tell you one, one example. Um, there was a, a, a really big, um, nonprofit in California that called us a couple years ago. I honestly have no clue how they found our company all the way out in Tennessee. We went through probably four meetings, very long phone calls. Uh, we put together a proposal. We probably invested, you know, a good, you know, two or three days just on that relationship and came back and said, you know what, we're actually going to go with somebody local. Uh, and of course, you know, when you invest that much time, it's really hard, especially on the sales front for a small business. When you lose one, it, it does hurt. Um, but you know, we, we stayed in touch. We sent him a thank you card. You know, I reiterated like, Hey, if there's any way that I can help you even beyond business, just as a friend, just let me know. And I think it was about a year later. Um, the, uh, individual that we talked to from that company, he came, came back with another company, this time a much bigger opportunity and said, you know what, how you, how you responded to the loss made me confident that when I came back with something else that you were the right person for this job. So that was a very applicable thing, really just something that was in my heart. But now it came back and was actually like bore fruit for a new opportunity, which again, the, this, this other opportunity was about maybe four times bigger than the initial one. And we got the job and they're still a client today. So it just shows you like how one that's being a servant is just a good thing to do. Um, but it also like bears fruit. So just to recap the word sells, uh, smile, Again, that's not just your countenance and and how you light up your face, but it also just relates into just kindness. Like be kind, be be joyful, and just reflect that and your energy and and your um, your countenance when you have these interactions. Um, a be authentic, and I think this is not only great for the people because they actually get to know you, but this is this is your opportunity to just pull off the burdens and stop trying to be somebody you're not. Trying not stop trying to compare yourself to. Um, this person on social media, this person on YouTube, or this person in your community, just be you. And I promise the sooner that you can be you, you'll feel so much peace in your life, but people will just welcome you in like never before. L, listen. We don't do enough of this as a world. Um, and again, I think this is one that you can apply uh, to every aspect of your life and and see just how valuable and and how fruitful um, listening is to uh, all things in life. Um, e echo. This is kind of like a secondary one for listening. So make sure that you listen. It's one thing just to be quiet and just to nod your head, but if you're not there, 
in the mind space, then you're just, you're just kind of there. You're just, you're physically present, but you're not mentally present. So echo is the way to confirm that you are actually listening, that you actually care and that you actually want to help them, um, with their issues, with their problems. It's going to be a big thing. And then lastly, serve servant uh, leadership, being servant hearted is a big thing. It's really the foundational uh, aspect of all things that you do. Just make sure that you are putting people's needs above your own. Uh, and I, I guarantee it's going to, um, really radically change your life and your business and the people out there like your grant card domes, uh, 10 X this, uh, 20 X this, but I'll tell you if you hundred X this be 100% all involved in this, um, you will see just how, how valuable this is, how much of a life change it is. Again, just the short time that we've implemented this, the very next month we hit a record month for our company. Um, and it's been amazing. And I'm not saying that to, to tout stats. I'm just saying as a one business owner to another or to other leaders, um, there is so much hope, uh, so much hope in, in who you are and just being yourself. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear the stories of how this, um, gets implemented into your own company and radically changes your growth model going forward. Well, my friends, thank you so much for being back for another podcast. Sometimes I feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but you still show up and I love each one of you. I appreciate you being on this journey with me and um, just this exploration of what it means to be authentically you, to build relationships that matter. Um, and it's it's just an honor to, to be here with you guys. So I hope wherever you're at, Wherever you find yourself during the day, nighttime, wherever, I hope that you're blessed and I look forward to seeing you next time.